very good evening to all. John Hartnett, Brett Hahn, the coach. Moj Kalepchik to my right. Grant Langlois across the monitors, running the board right in front of me. Gentlemen, and... Oh, we got Max! We got Max Sanchez in Studio A! I'm so sorry, Max. Anyway, gentlemen... Welcome, Max. That's uncalled for, John. Uh, you're wow. forgiven, John. Wow. You're forgiven. I know Apologies. he's not a regular on our crew, but come on, John. Apologies, gentlemen. Um, before we dive into it, uh, I do want to just point out that Brett is rocking a new haircut today. Dude, yes, yes. I, I we, we we will entertain you guys more, and can we just talk? But yes, I have a new haircut. But gentlemen, before we dive in, we got we have men's basketball tonight. Who are they playing again? I'm sorry, I'm unprepared. Who are they playing? Who are they playing? Who are they playing? Tonight Nebraska. is uh, Nebraska. 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 We'll, we'll get into that in hour two. We got a great show ahead of you, gentlemen. How are you guys? I feel like I haven't seen you guys in a month. It's been a while, John. How you doing? I'm alright. Cause last week we got we um we surrendered our spot for for a production event. Two weeks ago I was just dr literally drowning in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean with, with homework. I was not actually in the ocean. I was just drowning with homework. Hmm. Thank God. I'm glad you're okay. That's no. good. No, good I was hear. worried for a sec, John. Oh, thank you. Thank I'm you. Right. Thank you. Coach. Had me there for a second. <laughs> but it's great to see you guys. Good to be back. Let's dive into it. <clears throat> all right, let's dive into it on this beautiful Tuesday crew. Um, Rutgers women's basketball has been doing better. First season under Coquise Washington, of course, as we all know. And it's been an up-and-down season, to tell you the truth. Um, Rutgers is, I want to say, 10-16 and 16 this year. I'm trying to pull that up right yep. now. They are. You're right. And 4-10 and 10 in conference. Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling up my notes for tomorrow's game <laughs> as I'm saying that. Um, Northwest, Rutgers is 11th in the conference. Northwestern, of course, last in the conference, 1-12 in conference. And that's going to be a big game for them. I mean, we've talked at length about how this team obviously not going to make an NCAA tournament run or anything like that. You know, maybe maybe they'll win a game in the Big Ten tournament again this year like they did last year. But right now, Rutgers women's basketball, I mean, it's a transition year. So you got to just hunker down and try to give yourself the best look you can because we've talked about this many times on this show We'll talk about it more, I have no doubt. Rutgers women's basketball is losing a bunch of players next year. I mean, this year, as we've discussed ad nauseum, they have eight players. But Awa Sidibe is a senior. Cassandra Brown's a senior. Kai Carter is a senior. Abby Streeter's a grad student. So presumably all four of them are going to be gone next year. So that leaves you with Kayleen Smichael, Antonia Bates, Erica Lafayette, and China Cornwell. And then we already know they're going to have Jillian Herter. So that's five. So they need to get some transfers. They need to get some commitments. I don't know how many high schoolers they're going to get this year. Incoming freshmen they'll get. But they were um, Dennis and Christian were talking about this last night. They can probably get some mid-major transfers. But in order to get that, you need to show that this is a resilient program. Yeah, and I, I completely agree with you, Mo, in regards of it being a transition year. I mean, Cokie's Washington is the first year of the Rutgers program. She's an established head coach, though. I mean, she's three-time Big Ten Coach of the Year, Penn State. Uh, most recently, it was associate head coach at Notre Dame. I mean, she she is established. So I, I, I don't see recruitment or the transfer portal being an issue. Now, this year with eight players, you know, we it's like you said, we talked about it nauseam. It's definitely not ideal. No. I mean, the, the, the amount of short two-minute – substitutions they do i mean most teams you want to run a lineup for like five six minutes at least you don't want to have to rotate players in and out every two minutes to right. keep fresh absolutely your, your lineups don't develop any rapport that way honestly it's hard to establish consistency shooting wise I mean, rapport is not mean. as much an issue when you have eight players but to your point brett sorry to cut you off 
we've seen time and again where, you know, the third quarter starts and 12 seconds into the third quarter, someone's already waiting to sub in. We've seen that right. multiple times. And I'm looking over the – I'm looking at the roster for Northwestern, who they're playing tomorrow night. Um, Brett, you and I will be there. Northwestern's got about – I'm not counting right now, but Northwestern's got about 20 on the roster. Yeah, they, they have a good amount. And, and I mean, you know, d- despite the numbers, and this is something that, you know, it's definitely going to be a point tomorrow as well. This is a perfect bounce back opportunity because this Northwestern team isn't very good. They've won one conference game all season. Um, you know, the, the Rutgers just got obliterated by Iowa, absolutely obliterated. It was 111 to 57, I believe that final yes. score was. Yeah. It was it was the, a massacre. The you Iowa know, I, bench I outscored coded. Rutgers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and and I mean, like, you know, for, for Rutgers, it's definitely a game where they're going to go in, they're going to want to, you know, they're, they're going to want to show that they're, they still have an ability to make an impact in the tournament. Short term, you know, they're looking for a win. And this is the perfect opportunity to do so. Yeah. Uh, against a Northwestern team that now, stinks. Let's just put right. it that way. They stink. The thing is, Northwestern, you know, it's an interesting situation because, like we've said, they're not a great team this year, but they have been good in years past. I mean, J- Joe McEwen, their coach, is in his 14th season with the program and has by and large been very successful there. You know, he's taken them to an, you know, far in the Big Ten tournament a number of times. I don't have that stat in front of me right now. But, you know, this is a game that Rutgers presumably should win. Um, Max, I'm curious, you were at the, you were on scene for Rutgers' last win against North, against Wisconsin last Sunday. I'm curious your take on all of this. So, looking at it, they have a better shot against Northwestern if we're talking about statistically. Because Northwestern only has one win in conference play. I think you guys mentioned that already. But Wisconsin wasn't too far off from that. But like I said, statistically, Rutgers is better than both teams. So when looking at it, they the Scarlet Knights kind of they, – they have a shot. They do have a shot. The thing is – and I always look at this even against Wisconsin. The issue can always come to come down to depth. You, you're playing all these players, eight-player eight roster, 20, 30 minutes, up to maybe 35 minutes. And it's all dependent on that, but um, like, all right. When looking at Iowa, I don't think any of us realistically thought we'd win that game. I hate to like say yeah. it like that, but Caitlin Clark is insane, and she she didn't even have she didn't even break twenty points. Jake Mystel and I were in the studio before the game, and we were talking to Dylan and Dennis while we were doing all of our audio checks and all that. Uh, we were we were talking about how much Caitlin Clark was going to steamroll all that team. I mean, like we said, they held her to only 20 points, um, but she, I mean, like we said, the bench outscored Rutgers. Caitlin Clark was taken out of the game for most of the fourth quarter because the game was already well in hand for the Hawkeyes. If Caitlin Clark had stayed in, I'm pretty sure that double-double would have become a triple-double because I think the way Rutgers was shooting, it would have been very easy for Caitlin Clark to find six more rebounds. Um, that being said, looking back at the Northwestern game tomorrow night, it's going to be an interesting one because Northwestern and Rutgers average the same offensive output per game. They're both averaging 64.3 points, so exactly the same offensive production. And Northwestern actually a slightly better defense than, scoring defense than Rutgers. Northwestern averaging 20, 72, Rutgers averaging 74.5. So on... If you just look at that metric, 
it seems evenly matched. But as we've alluded to, Northwestern, not exactly a great team. And you've got to, if you're Rutgers, you've got to really pull out a win here. And, you know, I don't know that it's necessarily a statement if you do. It's not exactly a statement win, but if it makes sense, it's kind of a statement loss if you fail to pull this one out. I would agree, Mo. Uh, this is a Northwestern team. Like, this is a team that's, like, perfect, like, basically right, not right the ship, but, like, kind of just... But right the ship. Just for lack of a better... I can't think of a better mm-hmm. phrase. I mean, Northwestern is just not a good club. They're on an 0 for... 0 for on a... They're... Sorry. They're on a four-game losing skid, 8 for 17 on the year. Are they, believe, like, 2 and 9 in the conference? Not... Like, this is the... We're they gonna, are... They're pretty low down 8 there. and 17, 1 and 12 in the conference. They are comfortably in last place in the conference. They're just bad. They're, uh, like... So, like, this is a perfect... T- like, I'm sorry. I have a very, very long day And it's in Jersey Mike's Arena, which, now, that's not as much of an advantage as it would be for a men's game. I mean, mm-hmm. think about tonight, you know, Rutgers versus Nebraska. You expect that game to be, you know, this the arena will be, you know, 90% full at a minimum. 100%. So, like... But Rutgers women's basketball, um, the average is about... 12 is about 13 uh is about 1500 i think let me check real quick so the but home field advantage it's, it's so not as pronounced of a home field advantage here let me see very true rutgers averages 1765 fans per game that is the second lowest in the big 10 they're about 500 fans ahead of northwestern but you know that's in contrast to iowa which averages almost ten and a half thousand fans per game that's insane Rutgers women's basketball does not draw a big crowd especially on a eight o'clock on a went this is very seven true. o'clock on a Wednesday night I oh, don't it's prime basketball time it's prime basketball <laughs> time You're gonna Kurt Cousins yes right. everyone will be watching whatever men's game is on Fox Sports if you're listening show up on Jersey Mike's Arena you can watch it on Big Ten Plus or you can listen to it on WRCU 88.7 FM New Brunswick whatever you prefer I mean the radio station has the best coverage um, absolutely no bias no here bias, whatsoever but, zero. but just, just a reminder that Brett and I will be there live starting at 645 tomorrow night to bring you all the coverage that you could possibly want way to plug that in boys <laughs> oh yes <laughs> <laughs> gotta have one um, shameless I, plug is shameless I wanted to say um, I talked to I talked to excuse me uh, coach earlier today for the women's team, Kokus Washington, and um, their their mindset going into this is really getting the rebounds. They they know they can win. They know that home field advantage is in their in their system. And honestly, they're not really looking at Iowa as I, I wouldn't say a batting of the eye uh, to mince her words because that's not what she said. But at, they had a deeper bench. They had like fourteen players. They all got fourteen points. Uh, we've Known they've uh, the women's team has struggled with transition D and it was it was made apparent for sure against the Iowa team. But they're taking mm-hmm. it one practice, one game at a time, making sure they get better. And like we've mentioned, they're gonna have not a lot of people next year, but they all know and they're all behind coach. Like they're gonna have a really positive mindset going into this, not regardless of trying to get the blood in the water and really like devour Northwestern but as long as they get those rebounds from uh, KB in China and honestly I would say even Kai Carter um, we're going to win this and uh, even speaking to because the I, I interviewed to uh, the other one which being as to no one's probably surprised was Kayleen Smichael who right. 
you know, yep. had half of our points basically. It's <laughs> like the Iowa only player with 10 plus, if I remember correctly. That is she correct. Was, yeah. um, I have a bone leaders. to pick with Coquise Washington, actually. I'll get to that. All right. I'll, I'll let you finish your point and then I'll but get to my bone to pick with Coquise Washington. She, she, her mentality is, I don't want to lose. And yeah, they were really down and out uh, for that entire game, but she kept going. She kept grinding. And if that's not a mentality that's going to spread, to even the people staying or even the people who want to finish off the year, then I, I don't know what's going to change because she knows that that team has the ability, like in the Purdue game, to, when she gets fouled out, basically, to back her up. That didn't happen, but she's still going to keep grinding. And worth noting, Rutgers did not miss a free throw on Sunday. They were 10 for 10 from the line. Super important. And wow. they are the fourth best free throw shooting team in the conference. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, they they, they 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 get a lot of points from the stripe. Now it's a matter of getting to the stripe. I feel like they don't get to the stripe a lot, but when they do, they convert their opportunities. Right, but there there like are individual games where China Cornwell, in particular, is just very adept at getting to line. The game that comes to mind is the home game against Penn State last earlier this month, where China Cornwell just kept grabbing rebounds under on the offensive glass and just fighting for the layups, fighting for the contact. And she went to the line that way four or five times that game. Um, I will say, though, you mentioned Kayleen Smichael, and Brett, you alluded to the fact that she had almost half our points on Sunday. Which is absurd. It is. <laughs> um, I was looking at the stats today. Kayleen Smichael has, I think it's 435 points this, this season, which is very her, impressive. It for was her 12th 20-point game for Correct. a freshman, which is wild. Um, my slight bone to pick with Coquies Washington is... Kayleen Smichael was taken out of that game with about four minutes to go. She scored 28 points in that game. Brett, do you know what her career high is? Uh, I'm, go with. It, I, I, I'm assuming she tied it, right? She or did not. 20, no? It's 29. Oh, oh, is it 29? What are you doing, Oh, yeah, man? it is 20. It's Damn. 29. Come on. She said it. I mean, it's a blowout, to be fair. She, like, she said it. In, well, I mean, she said it. Players in, she set her high in a blowout against Maryland when they lost by 20 at JMA at the beginning of the year. But her career high is 29. She had 28, and Coquies took her out with three or four minutes to go and didn't put her back in, which I understand you want to preserve your leading scorer, and that game was already firmly out of hand. Right. She's the future. She is, 100%. Kayleen Smichael will be the... Bedrock. <clears throat> I mean, look, Kayleen Smichael is your best shooter. I mean, by percentage, she's not. I'll, I'll give you that. By percentage, that would go to China Cornwell because she gets all those makes under the rim. But Kayleen Smichael is your top scorer, and she's really making it happen. And by the way, leading the team in assists, too. Um... So I understand you want to rest her. The same thing happened in the Penn State game where Rutgers was playing very well. They had a nice lead going in the second quarter. And Kate and Kayleen Smichael sat for a good chunk of the second quarter because, frankly, they could afford to let her sit. So I think Coquish Washington, I understand why she did it, and I think it is a, a very valid decision. But come on. It was garbage time. I don't know. I... I, I see what you're saying, Mo, but, like, I also under, I think the choosing between, like, potentially, you know, not, the, the, the chances of injury are very low in this game because you're being blown out by a, a thousand. Um, the chances of her getting injured in the last three or four minutes of the game very are minimal. 
They're fractions. It's always a possibility. It but always it's always is. Always a possibility. Okay, you can so never then count it out. bubble wrap her and never let her play until it, all the games matter. Huh? By that logic. No, it's a... No, no, I, I do understand it. I, I, I do. Again. I see from what you're a, saying. From though. a strategic perspective, perspective, I completely understand it. But, f you know, the sentiment of you could have let her set... You could have let her set a career high for, like, the fourth or fifth time this season. Um... It, it would have been cool. I mean, hey, who's to know? This might be the game. This is very true. This could Look. be the game. And, and, and the other thing I I want to add as well is, like, and, and uh, again, I, I'm not going to speak for Koki Washington because you know I I don't know what goes on inside the mind. It's probably way brighter and smarter things than me. That's why they but, pay her to big bucks. But you know, if 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 I'm the coach of a basketball team, right, and I, you know, I, I, I have to be weighed with a decision, and it's do I let my player get a career high in a meaningless game and risk injury, or do I keep her preserved and healthy for a, a winnable game against Northwestern opponent next? I'd rather keep him healthy. Now, Mo alluded to that strategy, but also it's a team-first mantra. Basketball's a team-first sport. You're, you're, you know, the, the, the moment you start focusing on the individual stuff is when you lose respect to your locker room, Right. And, you know, do, do I agree with Mo from a fan perspective? You would love to see somebody eclipse their career high, beat benchmarks that they previously set? Absolutely. But from a team perspective, it, 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 I, I think, in my opinion, it's the right call. But I, I'll, I'll grant you that. And, like, as Grant alluded to, maybe we'll see it tomorrow. You never know. You never know. We in the world of sports, this could be the night. One other thing I want to allude to, and – I want to get Max's thoughts on this. As this Rutgers women's basketball team, they have they're, they're the, the the worst in the Big Ten in assists. They only average eleven and almost eleven and a half. So they, you know, it's clear throughout the season they're not moving the ball very well, and they are averaging a Big Ten high twenty turnovers. What what, what does this Rutgers women's basketball team have to do to try to negate that and keep control? Right before you finished that question, I was just thinking exactly what you just say. Said limit the turnovers because even from from the games that I've seen because I've attended a few games as well outside of doing my first broadcast with Mo I saw that they mishandle the ball almost every other possession whether and even if it's not a turnover it's going to be a loose ball so Coquise needs to find a way to set like to set plays I'm thinking screen and roll plays to try and not dish out the ball too far out in the corner and risk out, risk it getting intercepted for an easy fast break bucket. But close close quarter passing, I feel like is probably the way to go because mishandling the ball, that's what's causing those turnovers. It's it's carelessness on the court. So in your eyes, they're they're doing too much dribbling, they're not moving the rock enough? I think so. And on top of that, the outlet or not outlet passing, but the wide range of passing, I feel like they should try and do more dribble handoffs. I feel like the dribble, dribble, dribble. <laughs> well done. Well nice. Done. Well that done. Good. <laughs> that was good. Well done. But um, yeah, more but dribble handoffs. I, I agree with what Max is saying. I mean, I've called, I think, six women's basketball games this season, and the number of times I've had to say something to the effect of Cornwell nearly loses it, you know, something like that, or even just, you know, nobody touches is the ball carrier or handler, and they just, you know, almost lose the ball and it's almost a turnover almost a backcourt violation something like that so I definitely think ball security and sometimes we've seen they just they throw these bad passes you know that just 
the defender gets a good read on it and just jumps it. Now, sometimes it's because you're facing an elite defender, like what happened with Caitlin Clark on Sunday, where there was one point where she just read a pass and was able to position herself to take it. And sometimes it's just, I don't know if it's inexperience or what, but sometimes they're just not good passes, frankly. There's a there's a lot of lobs that happen when they're coming down the court. Um, I mean, I, I haven't watched enough, <laughs> as I should, but uh, a couple of the recaps really like show how prominent um, their defensive breakdown is when they're coming up the court. Because especially in the Iowa game, there was at least three in the recap that I saw where it was like the first pass to get into the play and they got picked off and that's a big problem another big problem with them and uh they tend to double on people a little too much i think because they leave like shooters open yes a lot especially if someone is able to get themselves into a corner Rutgers will let them now granted other teams do that too i mean the number of times especially in the last few games where we've seen Abby Streeter on an island in the corner just waving, going, hello, I'm open. Now, is that because Abby Streeter's a 30% shooter? Maybe. Um, But, (coughs) excuse me. But, you know, you have to see where it goes. Um, The other thing that I was going to say, I completely forgot. All right, so I, 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 while you're while you're regaining the thought, I, I, I'll kind of echo off what you guys are saying. Now, I, I I like Grant's point about giving up the threes, because you you know as a basketball team, there there is this conundrum: we play in man, or we play, are we settling for a zone, right? And I, now, t- the the two three zone, most of the time, well, actually not most of the time, the, it, it's predicated on leaving the corner three open, right? You're you're, you're basically asking team, you're basically making teams beat you from the three-point line now uh granted it, you know percentages aren't nearly as high in college hoops as they are in the pros like that, that but that, they have, that's just given but, but at they the have same the time second worst three-point defense in the conference yeah 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 no no i completely agree and and uh, i i was gonna say like at the same time like you know i think that second worst rating like you said mo is indicative that it's more than just a scheme issue i think it's more of a team chemistry issue because again you know there's only eight you're losing games um you know the, the constant rotation sub and subbing doesn't help at all it it doesn't i i mean it it, it you know it in my opinion it it, it only hurts um because because you know for, i mean for obvious reasons i mean you you what you, you want lineups to go out there for more than two minutes at a time you need them to play at least four to five right. minutes in succession, in multiple games, that's how you establish rapport. And how you build right? up momentum, frankly. How you pick up momentum, exactly. That, that, that That's the biggest key. Basketball is a game of runs, right? And how are you going to go on runs if you're constantly moving chess pieces around? You're exactly. just not going to be able to. Like I said before, there are times where immediately in the beginning of a quarter, they're making subs. Um, I remembered my other point, though, which is, and we've talked to the various assistant coaches, people have asked Kokus Washington about this, Rutgers has struggled this season when the defense goes into a full court press. The other team. Yes. When Rutgers faces a press, even just after a made basket, you get the inbound in. If the other team's playing a half court defense or even a three quarter defense, 
Rutgers can usually break the press and get the ball over. But if they play a full-court press, which we've seen throughout the season, we saw Maryland do it, we saw Penn State do it, we saw Michigan do it. If the if the defense is playing a full-court press against Rutgers, they struggle to break it, especially if it's a three-man press, they're going to have a lot of trouble getting the ball out. And we've seen a number of times where Rutgers comes very close or even gets called for a 10-second violation because they just they cannot break a press. And Coquise Washington has talked about how they work on it you know, in practice, and they have improved. I'll give them that. But they still struggle to break that press. Now, is Northwestern going to play a press tomorrow? I don't know. I haven't scouted Northwestern's defensive tactics. Every but, team uses full court press to a degree, and now it's a matter <laughs> of how much they use it. Right. Maryland used it very heavily. Um, now, like I said, that's going to be a challenge for Rutgers because they've struggled all season to break those presses. So... That's gonna that's gonna be a very important thing to to see because it feels like every time they get at press in the, in the backcourt, it's Sidibe and Carter getting double teamed and getting trapped and having to try to find you know I don't know if it's gonna be sometimes it's Carter, Smichael, Bates, whoever it is, trying to find someone and just kind of throw it over the head of a six foot defender and hope for the best and usually it works but not always. So that's going to be very important for Rutgers tomorrow. It, yeah, it, it definitely. I completely agree. And I'm just going to take a look over at the rankings one more time here. Um, let me see. What, anything we missed? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we've pretty much covered. I mean, I, I, I mean, this is like this is just something that I find a little berserk that we have one of the worst defenses in terms of three point shooting and even points allowed for that matter. We blocked the you know what out of the ball though. Whole, like, oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, obviously, blocks are indicative of total defense. Like, it's just a stat, you know, but, like, it, 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 to me, that's just nuts that we got the third most blocks with yeah. that. Yeah. And Antonia Bates individually, um, I'm trying to find her stats here about blocks. Uh, Antonia Bates is eighth in the Big Ten with 26 blocks this season. Which, that's absurd. <laughs> and Kayleen Smichael, seventh in steals. Now, you can also. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Make uh, no, I got that right. 26 blocks and 51 steals for Smichael this season. Wow. So, like, oh, I, I, I was gonna say based on that point, like, you know, especially against the week, especially against the Northwestern team that's been struggling, you're, you're gonna want to f- find ways to draw them into the paint. Now, whether that's playing a strict man defense with press, or you know, you're running your zone, but you, but you're, you know, you're, you're fluid in your uh, your your uh, shuffle and rotations and everything. Then you know you just force them into the paint and Cornwell, Bates, these players who are able to you know use their physicality to alter shots, alter shots, block them. I mean you're you're just gonna want to play to your strengths and you know Rutgers the inconsistencies have been there all year. But I think against Northwestern this is one where they can set the tone on defense. Now it's about if they actually do it. Absolutely. That's that's going to be key for Rutgers as they take on Northwestern tomorrow night. As alluded, as we mentioned before, that game tips off at 7. Brett and I will be live from Jersey Mike's Arena starting at 645. And as promised, we will get to Rutgers men's basketball in Hour 2 just before we send things over to Jersey Mike's Arena for Eddie Coletti, Eggy, and David Palumbo. But for now, we're going to take a quick break, come back, give you some locks of the week. You're listening to Rutgers. 
talking to the WRSU crew on 88.7 FM and WRSU.org. Gambling advice, please gamble responsibly. Please don't, don't, don't be like me and place parlays on the Super Bowl to cover multiple scenarios. And as a reminder, don't do it. If you take our advice and you lose it, it's not our fault. You're not liable. (laughs) Exactly. But locks of the week. It's my my personal favorite segment. I'll admit, boys. I already fumbled the bag. uh, I was supposed to keep track and I never did. I was about to ask about that. (laughs) One job. Come on, Brett. (laughs) Brett, you even volunteered for this. We didn't ask you. You volunteered. I failed. I failed. All right, we will. We will get it from here. Start it from here. We will. We will bring you an update on it. I might not be it. All right, someone. Someone's got to do this. John. John, I got John. it. Yeah. I, I got, I John's got, got it. John's got it. John's got it. I right. got to stick with what I know. Start us on off, this, John. On this Valentine's Day, on this you going to go hockey, aren't you? I'm, of course, you know I'm going ice hockey. It's got, <laughs> for gotta context, love it. gotta love John Hartnett is wearing a New York Rangers hat, and also, I've met the man. Hey. I'm a class ass. I've never met John. This is absurd. Oh, bro, that's the name. Uh, Are nice you going to give us a... I know you're a Rangers fan, so I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Gonna give us a uh, a mock Messier guarantee? No, maybe not a mock Messier guarantee, but it is a very good matchup. We got the Tampa Bay Lightning and against the reigning Stanley Cup champions, the Colorado Avalanche. Avalanche have not had a great year. They've had a fine year, but a lot of guys are hurt and they're just losing bodies. There's something. Did you see Grant? Did you see what's his name? Never mind. I'll go back to it later on. I think all it was right. either McKinnon's or McDavid's goal, but they're all, all these guys have crazy names. Uh, coming into this game, all of the Lightning ha- are in favored in points, goals, assists, plus minus, name it. But the uh, the, the Avalanche have had a slight edge in their goaltending tandem. Uh, Vasilevsky for the Lightning has having a, a fine year, not a Vasilevsky year. Save percentage is just under 920, GAA of 2.52 compared to. Uh, Alexander Gorgiev, Rangers legend, nine seventeen, and Franco is nine nineteen. So the goalie tandem is as uh, is favored with the Avalanche. How's your uh, boy Shesterkin doing this year? He's he's good. He had a slow start, but he's doing pretty good. I think he's okay. like nine nineteen. I think. Okay, so what's uh, what's your play on this game? Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pick the Avalanche plus one hundred four. Okay. Never doubt. I I always think I feel like I, I'm always saying like. When you have better goalies, you just you're such a better you're in such a better position for the game because it gives you more chances to succeed. All right, That's Brett, uh, Grant, I'm gonna let you respond to this one. All right, you know hockey way more than Brett or I do. For uh, Avalanche versus uh, Tampa, yeah, I mean he you make some good points. Uh, the Avalanche this entire year, uh, I don't even know if they're in a wild card spot right now. They might be like second. They're wild one card. point out. Yeah, so. They are one point out. I mean, that's pretty indicative of the year they're kind of having. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of injury bugs, what have you. But even with those injury bugs, where they started the year off with like two lines missing of their top six, basically, they're one point out of a wild card. They're gonna get those people back, hopefully in the coming weeks, maybe a month, and they're gonna make that push and they're gonna get that spot. Right. They're definitely gonna make a deep run as long as the bug doesn't continue. And I can see, I can see them uh, winning against Tampa. For sure, mm-hmm. uh, I honestly haven't really followed Tampa too much uh, this year, but Vassy was looking a little weak when I when I was l- watching a game like two months into the season this yeah. year. 
and I don't know. Something's like, going on. There's like a chink in his armor somewhere that like it's throwing me off that Tampa's not going to really push too much this year. Obviously, they've got the scores, they got point, they got Stamkos, but I I can see him falling off in a first round playoff. Let me ask you this, Grant. Do you not to go off topic? I know this is lock of the week. Just real quick to wrap this wrap this lock of the week up. It feels like scoring is down this year. I, do you think it's because scoring's been at an all time high for like? 10 15 years and just it's taking a slight dip this year i mean you say that low. but jack hughes might be breaking or if he wasn't injured uh the devil scoring record so okay I don't know. Sure. I don't know. anyway anyway that's a lock of the week <coughs> it's a lock all right well i as i have mentioned numerous times on the show don't really know a whole lot about hockey so i'm not gonna make a hockey pick because oh, i come would on. just embarrass myself what are you going with, now, Mo? Admittedly, I did make a WNBA lock over the summer, but that was just oh, right. that was just to mess with Jack did Kasaya. It hit? I honestly could not tell you. All right, fair enough. I think it did um, hit. Although the greatest pick in locks of the week that I've seen was when Gideon Fox picked IUPUI earlier in the year, the last ranked team in the Kempom rankings. Um, but I'm going to stick with college basketball, which I know a little bit more about. Um... As we've alluded to, and we will dive more into it in hour two, Nebraska comes to Jersey Mike's Arena tonight to face the Rutgers men's basketball team. Um, Rutgers obviously coming off of two pretty bad losses. Well, let's call it what it is. Um, But I was reading an article today that Brian Fonseca wrote. He said, Rutgers doesn't have so much to gain from these next few games, but they have everything to lose. Because right now, I was looking, ESPN has Rutgers as a sixth seed in the tournament this year, and right now. So, they need to win this game. Um, ESPN says they've got a very good chance. And the line is Rutgers minus 14, and a minus 1,100 Rutgers money line. So, I'm going to say, I'm going to take Rutgers to win this one, but I'm not, I don't think they cover. Okay. Um... I think 14 points is a lot, especially when you're missing, you know, one of your starters, you know, out for the season as, you know, obviously Mawat Mag's absence going to be very important absence as we go down the stretch into the last couple weeks of the regular season before we get into the Big Ten tournament. And then, you know, as it stands, we will be dancing in March. So that's uh, that's what I got. I I I I'm gonna touch on what you said before you get into your lock is that Rutgers doesn't have a lot to gain in these next few weeks, but they have a whole lot of lot to lose. Oh yes. Um, I mean, I just agree. Like, yeah. Look at looking at the next schedule, like nothing really sticks out. I guess Northwestern they end their year on. Um, like that's gonna be a tough opponent, but like. Okay, but Northwestern, yeah, but Nebraska they should win. Right. Wisconsin. It'll be an interesting game, but they should win that one. Michigan at home, you've got a good chance of winning, especially when you remember that Michigan, not only is it a home game, that's the blackout game. Mm. And I don't know if any of you guys were at the blackout game last year. I was there when they played Illinois. That was the most electric I have ever seen Jersey Mike's Arena. Is that with Kofi Coburn? Uh, Was that – where's Kofi Coburn going again? Kofi was in um, – where did Kofi Illinois? play? Well, now he's in the NBA. Um, oh, sorry. Anyway, go ahead. Anyway, not the point. Um, so I think that's a likely win for them. And then 
at Penn State should be a fun game. Penn State has kind of been sliding a little bit. Um, I'm very excited for that game because Alex Carminati and I will be making the trip out to University Park. Nice. Um, Class act. And I'm also going to have to be Carm's bodyguard if or oh, when we yeah. go to Micah Shrewsbury's co- post-game presser. Um, <laughs> for those unaware, um, Alex Carminati asked the question, when Penn State came to Jersey Mike's Arena last month, Alex Carminati asked the question that prompted Micah Shrewsbury to angrily storm out of the press conference. And according to those who were in the room, he was not too happy. WRSU, represent. Let's go. What was the question? It was about uh, how Penn State got into foul trouble that night. It was a genuine question. And And he walked out? It was a very fair question. And Shrewsbury, you know, complained about it, complained how Jalen Pickett, their star, gets no calls and whatever. And then literally just got up and walked out. And apparently, I was speaking to someone who was in the room. Apparently, Ellis Gordon said he was, like, mumbling under his breath as he walked to the door. Giddy Fox was there with <laughs> Alex. He said he feared for Carm's safety. Oh, my goodness. So I will be using all of my 130 pounds to protect Alex Carminati from the wrath of Micah Shrewsbury on February 26th. If you need accessories, I'll help you out. We'll talk after the show. We'll, if you need we'll, we'll talk after the show. In the meantime, <laughs> Coach or no, Grant, let's start like, with Max. Or Max. Let's go to Max. Let's, let's go, go to Max. Max. Hi, guys. Max. How you doing, Max? How hey, you doing? Max. He's not in the room, but he's in our hearts. You, know? you forgot about there's, me. There's a, mon- hold <laughs> on. There's a monitor. Not. There's a monitor block. We never in the forget view. about you, Max. What's up, guys? All right. Yeah, I can g- see your beautiful just, face. No, Max. So, Max. Just, just go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Happy V-Day, so, Max. Um, happy V-Day. <laughs> um, so... I don't. I, there, there isn't like an over under on um the players spread for the Rutgers basketball players because I'm going to do my lock of the week on Rutgers basketball today. Rutgers men's basketball for the game against Nebraska. So I'm going to call it a little audible. I'm obviously I I think they're gonna I think they're gonna cover first of all on their 13 and a half um because their favorite. You said Mo. You said 14. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, has think, it 14. I think they're gonna cover. Okay. I think they're gonna cover the spread. I'm also right. gonna say that Cliff Amore is gonna have. A 17-point double-double, and I'll add on Cam Spencer has three threes on the game. Yeah. I like it. I like that. Um, very simple. That's an Alex Carminati type, you know, throwing in the arbitrary player prop. Um, he would probably be – Carm would probably make, be making a mock messy guarantee that Andre Hyatt was going to have a double-double or something. I could uh, see that happening. He, he, by the way, Carm did actually make that guarantee before one of the games in December. I do not remember which one, but it did not hit. Um, but yeah, I I could see it. Um, you said what number for Cliff? Seventeen, and I'll say twelve. Seventeen and twelve. Okay, double double for the big boy. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it very simple. Usually, I go up and beyond, like my Mark Messier guarantee on when the Jets beat the Bills. But I'm not going to go that far. I'm going to keep it very simple. I feel like this is very realistic to happen, especially against a Nebraska team like this. I think, yeah. So I'm I'm going to keep it at that. All right. Coach Sean, what do you got for me? Hello, everybody. It's been a long time. Happy V-Day, bro. Um, oh, thank you. Thank you. No, I appreciate course, it, man. Course. Happy Valentine's Day to you, John. Oh, thank you, bro. You know, it, it, it's a great holiday. We're, we're, in the, we're in the land of love, WRSU Studios. This, you know what I mean? Like, this, is just, this is awesome, bro. Oh, like, yes. Love is so, in the air, and it's not just because some sorority was selling roses outside the st- at the student center. <laughs> Very true. Exactly. I mean, my, I got a lock. Um, and shout out to FanDuel for the free bets because of the Super Bowl. So I actually put my $5 free bet on this. Uh, it, the Bucks are playing the Celtics tonight. Uh, Celtics have a little bit of injury problems that are without 
Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And I think this is going to be a game where Giannis doesn't have as much defense on him on the perimeter. I think he's going to make two threes tonight, a little bit bold. And uh, Drew Holiday over 18.5 points. It is five to win 26. So, I think that's fair. All right. Nice. We'll see. We will. We for sure will. Um, That leaves me. So there's one. There's only one. And, uh, you know, I'm a little upset in you, Mo. You didn't call out my fake jersey jersey, but it's all right. Uh, um, I I mean. Yes. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's yeah. the jersey jersey. It it's looks jersey like. Jersey. Hold on. Can I just tell you what it rem- I'm wearing Adidas like. pants as well, so, so it just matches with the stripes. They, Continue. Six Flags Great Adventure opened a ride this summer called, or last summer, called the Jersey Devil Coaster. It was terrible. That looks like. It was okay. You didn't uh, like it? That, no. That looks like, like a jersey. If it didn't have the NHL logo, I would say that's a jersey that you bought in the gift shop outside that ride. No, fair enough. Huh. But uh, getting back to the locks, uh, okay. real quick, I'm going to hit you with one. And regardless of injury of one, well, technically two people, the Devils are going to win, uh, hopefully. Uh, but an actual like betting lock, um, Boston Bruins versus Dallas Stars. Yeah. I was like, that that's too. that's gonna be that's gonna be a pretty big game. I don't know if they're putting Swayman or Allmark in. Uh, Doesn't matter who it is. Yeah, <laughs> they're both walls. The, the, yeah, the, Swayman in his last game was absolute wall out there. But of course, Allmark is doing a lot better than him this season. Um, I think Dallas is gonna win. Boston's been on kind of a they've been simmering down. They've been on pretty much high the whole season, but like as these past two three weeks, that that burner has been going a little lower. Um, mm. and Dallas, I don't think has any injuries right now. And my boy, uh, Robertson and what's his name? Heiskanen? He- uh, I believe it's Heiskanen. Heiskanen. Yeah. Th- those boys are both on the same power play line. They've been producing the whole year. They're really young. Uh, I'm, I'm putting Dallas for a win. Um, probably I'm going to say 3.5, uh, over, and because I don't know what the line is there, and that uh, Robertson's going to connect for a goal, not a, <coughs> an assist on the power play. Nice, I like that. I'm kind of. It's interesting with the Bruins, right? Because they were so they they're th- what are they thirty nine eight and five? Yes, which is crazy. Like this historic pace. They were um. It kind of reminds me of the Yankees last year because they were like in the first half going into the All Star break. They were like. On set for how how many all of the wins they were gonna go for, they were gonna win all of the games undefeated one sixty two and zero and then, and then Arson Judge burning down the league <laughs> Arson Judge <laughs> Arson Judge is gonna is gonna torch everything he's got hot hands you know he's as, a, as a Mets fan that would grind my gears that, if the Yankees went undefeated oh we, I would, we would never hear the end of it no dude oh like, no way no. but you know after in the second half of the season they cooled off considerably like they were like they were just, they were losing series like to the Orioles. Which, you know, they're losing series to, like, not competitive. Like, the Angels. Like, the Angels in July. Like, it wasn't, like, you know, the Aprils and, and the Angels in April. So, it's interesting to see what's going to happen with the Bruins because they were such they were so hot to begin the first half of the year. And now they're kind of, like, just over 500. You know, they've only played, like, four or five games after the All-Star break. But, like, it's just interesting to see, it's interesting to see what's going to happen because Yomark and Swayman have been so productive. And I do think they will continue. But I think what's that? What's that line called with Pasternak? And isn't uh, it just the perfection line? The perfection line. Yeah. I, I'm gonna watch. I think you got you got look at those guys. I think. I mean, it is the perfection line, so you never know. I didn't know it, but the uh, this is very true. It's just gonna be interesting to see what like what 
happens. If they're going to continue this pace or they're just going to burn out and, you know, crumble. Because I, I think they're going to be like the playoffs. They're either going to win the cup or be a first, a first round exit. That's a, now, and that's a lock of the week for you right there. Bruins first round exit for that, that is a lock of the week. And with that, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we need to talk. Can we just talk coming up on the other side right here on WRSFM, New Brunswick. Can we just can we just talk on the Tuesday crew? Moshe Golubchik, John Hartnett, Brett Hahn, Grant Langlois, Max Sanchez with you, and John, Max, and Grant were dancing along to the music. But I think we can delay no longer talking about the inevitable. Um, Walter White. <laughs> fair. Um, Michael Jordan. So for those who don't know what we're talking about, which is, you know, most of you. I haven't seen um, this hair. Oh, you were you have room. you weren't in the studio when he yeah so Jack so oh. so the oh, hair so <laughs> it's shining to, under, to explain for the listeners Brett's hair right now Brett's hair situation right now is he has none um Brett what happened first off I just want to say I look beautiful right. oh you look uh, great oh, but you have no hair I man like. Watch out, Randy Orton. I'm coming. All right. Like, I, 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 I look fantastic. First off, Se- second of all, Slay. it is very cold without this on. I, I don't know why I took the hat off. I, I wanted to show Grant, but the fact I'm still doing this, it is cold. It is cold. By the right way, now. Brett spent a good like five it. minutes before the show deciding whether to wear the baseball cap or the beanie. Figure out which one was more comfortable with the headset. Ball, hey, hey, ball choices, my guy. You gotta, like, you know, hey, you gotta do, you gotta do. I'm, uh, I'm living the bald life now. So, Max, what do you think of it? Since you guys want my origin story, you know, for all the listeners out there, don't lose your fantasy football league. Right? I mean, I, thankfully, I, I didn't get that extreme of a punishment, and I kind of. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of made it seem like the entire season that I was very upset about a bald head, but low key, I wanted to see what I looked like. So uh, <laughs> Hollywood signed me to a contract. Are you gonna crack uh, two beers over your head like Stone Cold? And oh, I should. You oh, totally like should. That. Coach, oh, do, you, like do you know what you look like? And don't. Uh, this is out of oh, love. No. This is out of love. It's V Day, by the way. It's V Day. It's V Day. Out of love. Have you ever seen a Mr. Clean commercials? No, I. Uh, he doesn't have a I beard. Don't see though. It. No, 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 no. If he were to no, I see it. If he were to grow out a beard, I feel like he could become a live live action it. rendition of it. I could see it. No, I see. But Mr. Clean is a clean head, though. I don't have shaving cream at home. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. That's why. Like for the listeners, I'm not completely bald. Like I like you know. I, 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 I'm getting an army I'm, buzz. Basically, I'm full on ROTC right now. There you go. <laughs> that, 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 that's the best way to describe it. Yeah. You're one of the cadets from Major Pain. Have you ever seen that movie? Wait, what's that again? Major Pain. Oh my god. You're yeah. one of the cadets. Yeah, I love Major Pain. <laughs> Um, I can see it. No, nah, but anyway, the whole the whole moral of the story: don't lose your fantasy football league. I finished last, which is kind, of, which you know, it resulted in my punishment. My friends on Super Bowl Sunday went around in a circle shaving my head. Uh, they put designs in my head. I let's go Mets. I uh, oh, dude, I wish they, they they didn't do that though. I took a picture at one point because I looked like my boss, so I sent it to my coworker, <laughs> and and we had a good kick out of it. You know, nice. it's all, all all in good fun. Um, yeah. I lost in fantasy, and I got a glow up. Yeah, that's um, my punishment for my league is uh, hilarious. But what do you got? It's not for football; it's for hockey. So you'll yet to see it. Um, so I don't know uh, if all you guys know what uh, Bayou looks like, but 
we're gonna buy a Seattle Kraken's jersey, paint someone's face, and put a wig on them, and have them like go into random college classrooms and like do some just random stuff. Wait, that's what's what, this for? For insane. losing our NHL uh, oh, fantasy. Nice, that's dude. That's sick. That's sweet. Um, yeah. So, I uh, unfortunately lost the WRSU league. Oh. Um, I lucked out of the Champagne trip, although it wouldn't have been so bad. Um, because of religious observances, so I think I'm gonna get stuck on like some really long production instead. Um, wrestling. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna get stuck on a long wrestling production. But uh, we'll see how that shakes out. But uh, you're definitely gonna have fantasy... to do something. You're 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 so you're not getting out clean. No way. I know a it's guy who had not clean shaven. Different... One of my housemates is in a is in another league, and the punishment in that league was that the loser had to get a really bad spray tan, like as orange as they come, and then oh, this that's individual that's a Valentine's got, miracle. He got the spray tan, but it wasn't. <laughs> quite so bad like they said it actually looked pretty good um then he decided he was gonna go home and watch the super bowl at his parents house oh no wow um, <laughs> please tell but, me he stained their couch or something <laughs> oh, yeah, no definitely. The, I, I saw the guy today he didn't look so bad like they wanted him to be like fully orange or like you ever see you ever watch friends when uh, when ross gets them. the spray tan i've watched it but and friends is very turns into in um opinion. agreed Friends is uh, what? Thank God. I, th- I thought I was going to be the only one in this no, room who thought that. I, 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 what? I, I, what think, the, I think Friends, uh, Friends is mid. Is mid. It There's has two good scenes. There are two good scenes that make me there laugh are. every time. No, they're the good couch. Scenes. Pivot. Pivot. <laughs> Pivot. Pivot. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> and then you got the, uh, what's it called? The uh, one, what's his name? The guy, the tall guy. Ross? Ross. Ross. Yeah, Ross. He's got leather pants on. <laughs> oh, that's a great one. And he's like, Joey, it's making you pay. <laughs> he was like, no I, no, I have powder, Joey. I have powder. It's like, okay, you got to take the powder and shove it in the pants. He's like, it's making a pants. And the pants shrink, and yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's a good Those one. Those two scenes are very good. <laughs> Is there a scene in Friends where they have a spray tan? And when they, you know, they go, like, I don't know. I yeah, shoot, in, like, uh, the last season, Ross goes and gets a spray tan, and it goes horribly wrong. Oh, that's a good punishment for something, though. Like, the I, the, DA was talking about the, about the IHOP thing, where, like, you have to eat, like, Either stay at the IHOP for 24 hours, or however many like orders or pancakes you eat. I love that. I love that. Every one. pancake you eat like trims off oh. an hour, and they're like massive pancakes. I love yeah. pancakes. I try that. I actually, my cousin once was at a restaurant with his family. My family was at a restaurant. My cousin was like, "Oh, they have this burger. They called it the Sumo Burger. It was like a massive burger, and if you finished it, you you got like a T-shirt and you got your name, your picture on the wall or whatever." My cousin was probably like 17. He was committed to finishing this thing. Um, my uncle said it took him like two or three hours, but he finished it. Oh. Um, the thing is, that restaurant actually shut down a few months later, so we always joke that my cousin shut down this restaurant. Huh. <laughs> it was actually a solid restaurant. Did um, he get the food for free, or did he not beat the timer? Uh, I don't. I don't remember what the deal was exactly. This was going. This is going back 15 years. Mm. So I don't know what the deal was. Um, I don't know if my cousin remembers. Um, but yeah, um, competitive eating is ridiculous. I never got it. I never like understood that because like food I mean, for me has always been like a precious thing. Like I take, no, I'm, I, those I, guys I'm with you. I'm, who I'm, take like forever to eat. Right, same. I yeah, will. Right? I will take my time, enjoy my meal. Hmm. 
And then you get I a guy like guys. Joey Chestnut. Wolf food. Good for you guys. That's I'm just like, oh, this tastes great. No, no, I need more of it. Let's see what I have first. Same. Okay, I there are times where I do that, but most of the time I like to just take my time. I mean, I'm also on my phone watching TV, you know, doing a bunch of other stuff. Dude, when you have a good meal and, like, you're watching something and you're just like, dude, like, this is what life is. You have that, like, it's like those, yeah. you know, you have that bad day in class. It doesn't matter what classes or homework you did or, like, you know, the Mets yep. blow your, break your heart again. It's all about the Mets. You just put your. They what, break my heart, too. Whatever video I you got. Me too. Me too. Oh, that's what. Um, little moments. And then, you know, you're having your moment and then your roommate walks into the kitchen and tries to talk to you and you're just like, no. I got, I, I'm, I'm friends no, with my I, roommates. No, I, I, I'm joking. I joke about no, them, but I, I love most of my roommates. So competitive eating. <laughs> competitive most. eating. Like is, guys, I, you we, caught that, right, Grant? <laughs> Most. <laughs> <laughs> Joey Chestnut is a freak of nature, man. Like Max. What's your, is what's that your, the hot dog guy? That's the hot dog okay. guy. I believe his record is 77. I believe his record I believe his record is 77 hot dogs. Yeah, Matt Stoney. Stoney. Yeah. 77 hot dogs in 10 minutes. He does why? eat other stuff. Like, oh. like why? Um, Because. Why not, man? No, that's Na- the only Nathan for you. No, Nathan I mean, I, 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 I'll admit it's kind of gross. I'm like, I, not, I, I don't kinda? know. Like, yeah, kind of. Max, what's your thoughts on competitive eating? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, you said that I, very aggressively, I don't, Brett. Yeah, yeah, I feel attacked. <laughs> oh my goodness, jeez. Like, should Sorry, I put my I hands in the it's... air? <laughs> like, I, I, I'm just very passionate about the subject, and I would love to hear your thoughts. Um, <laughs> you see, I'm one to support anything that makes people money. That's the thing. Okay. That that's that's my outlook on the it. The ingestion of calories does that, that, make you some decent bread. Yeah, it does. No shit on this twenty twenty three. It does. But I do <laughs> Shout find out it, to Grant with those on yeah. top of the hockey's Grant, today. Grant's on fire right now. But I think it's, it's like time, boys, absurd because right? if you've really seen the hot dog eating competitions, they like shove the hot dogs on their throats and they use the water uh, to kind of like it's uh, it's Oh they got the text. Oh they got it's the text. It's not just water. You are allowed to bring whatever beverage you want as long as it is as it is, as it is non alcoholic. Oh, that's, that's the rule? That's okay. the rule. You can't have beer? That, you right. cannot have beer. Like, what about, a wait, technique. What about it's Heineken weird. Zero? Not to sponsor um, ooh, okay. I, That's a what good about, question. What like, non-alcoholic brands of Or beer? like ginger beer or something yeah, like that that, that doesn't actually have alcohol. That is an excellent question to ponder. But uh, for now, we're going to take a break. When we come back, hour two of the crew, it's going to be a little shorter of an hour. But keep it tuned right here to the WRSU crew on 88.7 FM New Brunswick and online at WRSU.org.